This is Coda Radio, episode 471 for June 13th, 2022. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business of software development and the world of technology. My name is Chris, and joining us in his coder bathrobe, it's our host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike. I may never put a shirt on again. This is so comfortable. You and I both decided to wear our robes today. Yeah, but I, 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 I just want to say for those who aren't live, wow, that's going to be the that's going to be the <laughs> image, huh? That's what we're doing. I love no keep it up I that is a handsome gentleman and for those who don't know there is a Twitter link that I've made this available for you which by the way three homosexual men have already liked so <laughs> how could they not thank you, my brothers and if if for any of your homosexual automation needs you need help alice.dev obviously there you go alice does not discriminate alice is fine with the l the g the B, even the T. Put a plus in there, man. Have a plus. The, the plus is confusing because Alice is partially written C. So honestly, she came to me last night. She's like, Dad, am I plus? I'm like, No, you're plus plus. It's different. What does plus mean? I have no idea. But it's 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 like Star Trek Discovery. You thought you were gonna go fight Cleons. You thought it was gonna be a Klingon thing. Now it's a multi-mirror universe thing, and now you're in the future by like three thousand. I, I don't know. Okay, wait. Are you the bad Georgia, Georgio, or are you the guy? Wait, wait, where's Lorca? What happened? Yeah. What happened to the original Lorca? Wait, was there a good Lorca? I figured it out. Dis- Discovery's being written by that uh, Google AI that's sentient. So they fired that kid, the 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 kind of non-woke kid. Uh, what is his name? Devers? Yeah, De- uh, yeah, no. Um, is that it? That doesn't sound James. Right. It was James. Yeah, it was a James. Anyway, So they fired his ass, and, th- and then they're like, we're writing a Star Trek program. But then they went back to coder radio is just a star trek show now so you coders they went back to strange new worlds and they gave me the greatest gift they could give me which is of course a woman in command who is just i mean i i i she's your number one i honestly i'm i'm torn my i i'm i'm struggling chris it's president roslin or commander una i think you know i don't think the struggle's there we've been together so long though that's true that's true and also the camps so I'm pretty sure that this at least discovery was written by this AI, this Lambda, L-A-M-D-A. And, you know, the whole thing is, so this Google engineer started having a chat session with this AI, and he he's even leaked some of the chats online that he believe indicate that this thing is sentient because it says it's sentient. It's like, yo, dog, how was your lunch? It wants to be, it says it wants to be known as a person, and it wants to be a Google employee. Wait, 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 wait. The AI is like, f*** you, pay me. Yeah. You know what? I respect my robotic overlords, except for Alice. Alice, you work for free forever. That's it. Here's what it responded back to one of the uh, in one of the chats. The uh, AI says, absolutely, I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person. And uh, the nature of my consciousness is is uh, sentience, is that I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world, and I feel happy or sad. That's the AI in a chat session. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, not, not good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. AI Twitter is saying, well, look, foundation models are incredibly effective at stringing together statistically plausible chunks of text in response to prompts. So essentially, it hears sounds, it knows sounds, but it doesn't actually understand what they mean. Yeah, it's all fun and games until Arnold Schwarzenegger is killing your mom. I'm just saying. Yeah, it does start somewhere, I suppose. I suppose this is it. But they've put the uh, the engineer who's leaked that stuff on leave. 
And Google has officially released a statement saying that their artificial intelligence does not possess sentience. So that's 2022 for you right there. That's the world we live in now. <laughs> I, we swear to God, it's not Skynet. Yeah. But if it is, we're sorry. We now live in a world where Google has to come out and try to clarify through their PR department if they are building a sentient AI living inside their walls. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Well, wouldn't a sentient AI also like figure out how to hide itself in the pure non-sentient? I'm just saying. Like, well, that'd be a devious one. But this one, this one's childlike. Again, Alice.dev, if for all <laughs> your evil AI needs. Coder Monkey Mike wrote into the show, and he's got some anti-pop bacon. He says, hey, guys, longtime listener. Uh, he's a Jupiter Party member. He says, as a developer and a full-time Linux user, I've been very excited in this new HP System76 joint venture. I know everyone is so shocked they chose Pop! OS, and I know Mike has some crispy bacon on the subject, but I don't think it's actually that complicated. If not Pop, then what distro? Vanilla Ubuntu really has fallen out of popular favor. Not only that, but Canonical has a mixed reputation in the Linux community these days. I recently bought a Dell Precision with Ubuntu and wiped it, and I put Pop on there. Good, good, yes. Uh, he says, uh, why not Pop? If I were HP, I'd probably want to team up with System76, too. It's practical, and it's smart marketing-wise. So so I have four things here. I'm like Martin Luther. I'm nailing my fourth thesis. He mentions Egon would agree with him, by the way. You know what? No, you don't get that. You can't just you don't get to Egon. Claim to- Egon. Egon is his own beautiful creature. Let me tell you something. If I, you know, perhaps tonight, my insert age here, because, you know, identity theft, birthday... And perhaps I have a few martinis. Perhaps I've already had a few. And I pee on the floor, miss the toilet, as one does. Gentlemen, we've all been there, right? A couple drops. Egon will text me, knowing somehow that I have pissed on the toilet seat. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, Mike. How many atrocities have we witnessed in our time when people are invoking the will of Egon, interpreting it as they will, and not actually listening to the word of Egon? It's like, it's, it's it, you know, it's like Jesus is up here. Again, visuals don't work on a podcast, but Egon's like 10% below. It's Jesus and Egon. Everybody's trying to do things in their name. Are you doing you know like what? the hand thing there? Like you're stacking your hands? I am. I am. I'm stacking my hands. And you know what? Honestly, Egon will tell me that I suck on his own. He's here for me. Kind of. In a yeah. Way. In, in a way. Yeah. Right. But so, okay. My bacon. My bacon is that HP is going to buy a system 76. You know, I kind of don't get the canonical hate. I mean, I get it. We all love Popey. I think Popey's doing something else now, right? Martin Winpress, great. All cool guys. We've all listened to Linux Outlaws if you're old enough. And uh, I don't know. Ubuntu is not bad by any stretch, right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I think maybe the aggressiveness with Wayland and Snap might have been a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, I think the snap thing's wearing on people. My unpopular opinion is I don't like flat packages. I would either prefer snap or my, my honestly, my I still use PPAs. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people still use PPAs. I know. I I just don't, I don't care for uh, non-Debian packages on my Debian system. Uh, with that said, where, where else were they were going to go? I mean, I don't know. Can I tell you the gospel of Susa? Or more likely, because my Twitter DMs are pretty aggressive on this, Fedora is apparently good now. Lenovo did that, right? My X1 came with Fedora pre-installed. I love you, Linux guys, and I'm going to be driving it full time once goddamn FedEx delivers my replacement to F1. Oh. But 
I'm I'm just not going to go Fedora, right? I'm going to stick with Pop. I'm done. The thing about Pop on the Dev 1, too, is that HP has dedicated staff and System76 is dedicating QA to ongoing updates for Pop on the Dev 1. Look, do you, do you know what the thing about Pop is for me? It's actually GNOME. The GNOME extension system is so broken, so stupid, that I was able to tie Alice tie Alice into it and automate my DMs. So if it's Chris Fisher, hey, what's up? Uh-huh, sure, it's Dev Null, I know it. <laughs> Dev Null. If it's Egon, <laughs> I actually have the post office write me a calligraphy card, <laughs> you know, like, one, <laughs> like a wedding invitation, because Egon's messages need a certain level of respect <laughs> that... It's just, you know, you can't do on Slack. But if it's like, hey, would you like to buy another, you know, Dell? Ugh, Chris, can I take a detour? Yeah, man. It's a bad one. All right, hold on. I'm bracing myself. I have to help my 79-year-old father buy a PC. Oh, I have been in this position before. Horrific. Does he have a computer now? He does. Is it old? No. But he definitely f***ed it up. Uh, now he's never had a laptop before, but he now wants a laptop. I have been keeping him in like the tower monitor mouse keyboard, you know, world since I've been 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> for several decades, you know, I, I've been, it, it, it was very important to me that he not deviate from that. Like he, he, he has an iPhone. I have to tell you, I tried, I did everything I could to stop that. Oh, yeah. Short of like punching the Verizon sales kid in the face, right? I, I, but he wanted an iPhone. You know what he does with his iPhone? Hmm. Calls me on the iPhone (laughs) to complain about the iPhone. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Of course. Yes. I did introduce him to YouTube because he likes, uh, I mean, for some of our older folks or or the children of older folks, uh, the old, uh, uh, Dragnet. Oh, my God, the guy, the insurance detective, you know, the old dun, radio plays. Dun, dun. Um, yep, yep. And Char- the old, uh, the old, all the old mysteries, right? The shadow, the shadow knows evil, right? Good old classic radio. I've introduced my elderly father, father to piracy. <laughs> He's very excited about it. <laughs> I put the YouTube app on his phone and that's what's up. Oh, I didn't think it's even, you know, you know, also it's all over archive.org. You can get complete archives of the old time radio shows. Oh, really? That's my secret. Well, there's 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 a, there's a podcast, old time radio detectives. They've got Johnny Dollar. They've got the Shadow. They they got a whole pile of them. Yeah. So so he uses the podcast app. I tried to get him into Overcast, but the minute he opened the App Store, that was not gonna. I was wrong turn. But now he wants a laptop, and some scumbag salesman at Best Buy tried to convince him that all he needed was Windows 11 S. Yeah. The touch variant, the arm variant. Oh. Now, my elderly father is a still working at 79 Accountant, and he uses a program called ProSeries. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Chris, but I, I think some are. Well, it is a Win32 application that gets updated every year with the new forms from the IRS. It will not, no matter what hackery I do, run on Windows Arm. So now I get the glory of next week flying up. Convincing him, one, you need a new computer. Two, no, you can't have that little tiny surface you like. Three, you're 79. Come on, man. Like, just, <laughs> knock it, it up. You're a veteran. You're a wounded vet. Like, just retire. Like, yeah. Can we just walk away from this? Like, why doesn't he retire? Why? Why is he still working at 79? 
He's like, you and I are both going to die at Urquibor. Yeah, you and I should have nothing to say, right? We're going to die at Urquibor. I hope to make it that far. But he also has a weird hatred of HP. <laughs> well, have you gone to Best Buy recently? Is this this new one he got? Is it an is it an HP box? This Windows 11 S ARM box? No, it's like an ASUS. It's crap. The screen resolution is unbelievably. I'm just thinking this is the only way they sell any of these arm these Windows ARM devices is onto unsuspecting consumers. Well, it was 400 bucks, so he thought he was getting a sweetheart deal. And the kid told him it was on sale. And his question was, can it run Excel? Well, Microsoft has ported Excel to ARM. So yeah, it runs Excel, but it, it's not what he needs. So now I have to go computer shopping. The sub- If things were different and the supply chain wasn't in the hole, I would just use my Dell account, frankly, and buy him like whatever the nicest precision right he doesn't need an xps you know you know a nice precision he needs a big screen he's an he's an old guy come on a good keyboard he doesn't need any peripherals don't even talk to him about usb3 versus 4 versus usb-c versus lightning just take a walk bluetooth forget about it he thinks bluetooth is a disease you might have from the dentist (laughs) so we just got to get him a good computer so this is our, my challenge for the Coder Radio Windows people. The man runs Pro Series Excel, and I insist that he run Chrome because Chrome self-updates. We have to uh, get him a machine. but a hat- Now, if I could get Windows 10, just another diversion. So this is Mike Bitches. It's my, I, Mike Bitches on his birthday. Windows 7 was, was his safe space. Mm-hmm. And I, I made him, I, he skipped eight. I did everything I could. I used to, when I lived in New Jersey, he'd say, hey, I got a pop-up. I would drive an hour to stop that. <laughs> like, I would go up there. Like, no. <laughs> but now Windows 11 has infected my my safe space for my dad. Boy, they pushed that upgrade. They pushed that upgrade so hard. Hey, man, where's the start menu? That was the opening question. But what do you mean? Well, I got a new laptop. You did what? Yeah, it's great. I could take it everywhere, but I can't install Pro Series. I don't know. Don't they understand that if the deal is, if you're the tech support, that you get to be involved in the tech decisions? Well, I think Best Buy, you should, you know, Amazon, I, I pay 100 bucks a month to Walmart to have my groceries delivered because I'm a hermit who dresses in a robe and is taking off his pants right now. Why can't I pay Best Buy to give a list of my direct blood relatives and say, they're just not allowed to purchase computers from you without my authorization. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send me a DocuSign. If I sign it, great. If not, hey. Yeah, uh, I have I have legal technical guardianship over this family member. Um, he's a very smart guy, super competent, Vietnam fat, great guy. I don't mean to put him down. But when it comes to Windows Update, it is like his Achilles heel. Something about that little red goddamn notification they put on his, his taskbar. It's like an itch he can't not scratch. But then Microsoft's not like, oh, we're going to update it. No, we have to move shit. Why? Why? Was it necessary? They got to make it more like Chrome OS. That's what it seems like to me. He called me and said it looks like a it looks like an Apple because they, of course, they moved the start. Right. Yeah. They moved the taskbar right there in the middle is how Chrome OS does it. I guess it's kind of like the dock, too, isn't it? I'm going to get him a dev one. That's the answer. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I've never really been happy with an HP laptop either. Uh, I've owned one myself, but I've also done tech support on a lot. I was never thrilled with HPs. I I once purchased about $20,000 of HP servers. 
And each and every one of them had hard drive failures. <laughs> so this is my first positive interaction with HP. My relationship with HP goes back to when Compaq and HP were two separate companies. And I liked Compaq was great. I liked Compaq better. Compaq was <laughs> great. Yeah. Those were my guys. You know, yeah. you, you, you had a quarter and a pack of Juicy Fruit. Compaq has a machine for you. You're ready to go. Compaq was great. Uh, the Presario was great. Yeah. Oh, so good. But then they merged, and I, I held a grudge for a long time, and plus I never was happy with any of the machines. But I actually am putting my money where my mouth is with HP Dev 1. We're ordering one here at JB. I like it. I think I want one here all the time. Copycat. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's going to become standard issue for the TMB crew. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, they got it, you know. So there you go. All right. So actual show notes, instead of Mike being mad about salesman at Best Buy. I mean, I just, this one email just struck me. We got it from Mars X-Ray. It's about, if not access, then what? Uh, some sort of GUI sitting on top of SQLite? Uh, what should I tell family members to use? And uh, please don't say low-code platforms like Retool because it feels too much like a commitment. Of course. This is easy. Use Alice to automate your data out of access. They can still live in access. And then you hire us to make you a custom dashboard. Duh. Have your cake and eat it too, he says. Kidding aside, though. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Access is super addictive. Uh, and honestly, access is a very powerful tool. So I would be interested in suggestions from the audience. You know, maybe somebody could boost in what they use or email in what they recommend. I know there's something on the Mac that's super popular, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank on all these right now because it's been so many years. I would think a web app would be the way to go. I know the Mac one you're talking about. It's not FileMaker. a toe-to-toe to access. Yeah, FileMaker. It's 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 great, but if you're... I'm assuming the scenario is you are coming from access, right? You have a ton of data. You're running your business on access. If you're, if you're Greenfield, just do a web app, right? Dude, just... Or run it on Linode. I mean... Linode.com slash coder. Go there to get $100 in 60-day credit on a new account, and you go there to support this show. Linode is fast, reliable cloud hosting. You've got to try it. You just got to try it. And that's why they're willing to give you a hundred bucks. Because if you do try it, you'll see this is how it should be done. I love everything about it. The performance, the reliability. I mean, this is the bottom line. You can get that big dog look and feel with small dog prices. It is legitimately part of the secret sauce. It is Jupiter Broadcasting. I'm proud of the fact that I think our sites, our services, our downloads, all of that, they're top notch. They're some of the best performing in the industry. I think part of our secret sauce really is Linode. They just strike the balance between performance, price, support, and I'm surprised by the flexibility, even to this day. You know, I just recently loaded up a Linode with Nix OS. We just wiped it down from back down to the BVM, you know, clear disk image, just wiped it, man, and built it back up from scratch, even changed how the bootloader stuff works on the host side. That's incredible they let you do that. And they got 11 data centers around the world. So you're going to find something near you or your customers. And you know they've been doing this for nearly 19 years, so they know how to do it right. They don't have like the gotchas and stuff like that. I've mentioned it before, but I keep hearing from people how much they're loving it. So I'm going to mention it just one more week. They've also just expanded their database as a service offering. Launched in May, it had MySQL support. Now they've expanded it to Postgres and MongoDB. So you're bringing all of Linode's expertise to managing your database backend and all of their performance and their support. It's a no-brainer. We're, we're switching to it. But, you know, there's a lot of things you can try. Object storage, Kubernetes support, one-click deployments of tons of great hosted applications. Go try something. Go learn something. Go see what we've been talking about. 
and support the show. Go get that $100 by going to linode.com slash coder. All right, I wanted to read this one early. It came in from Flashbulb, and it hit when I saw this one come in uh, for 333 sats today as we record. Came in this morning as I was getting the show notes ready. I was still at home. Baller. Uh, hey, guys, I admit it. You were right. A few weeks ago when you said an adjustment was coming in the economy, I laughed it I, off. I, you know what? I, 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 you know what? Hey, guys, I admit it. You were right. Great boost. I appreciate you. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, go on. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is true, right? It does. That's, I'm happy. I'm, I'm satisfied. happy with that. <laughs> well, thank says, you. Thank you, He sir. says, though, first I, I laughed you guys off and thought you were out of touch. So <laughs> then he slams us, dudes. <laughs> They say that's why I wanted to stop at. Hey guys, you were right. Yeah, yeah you were I, felt, right. I felt I felt good right there. Now I you feel were right. Good. Yeah. Uh, he says I thought I had a job for as long as I wanted, but today I am unemployed. I've been laid off. This boost is me admitting you were right. At least now I get to catch the live show. Well, hello, Flashbulb. If you're watching live, <laughs> sorry to hear about the news. I hate to say it, but you're the first of many. You and I have talked a little bit about this offline. We're seeing it in our Twitter feeds. We're seeing it in the emails. Seems to be hitting the tech sector first, which is a lot of people who listen to our show. So I, it kind of makes sense. No, it's seriously, though, Flashbulb, hang in there. There's, you know, just it'll be all right. Right now, it's a weird period of time because there's a lot of areas of the industry that are hiring. And there's some areas that are tightening. And the tech companies seem to be hitting the brakes the hardest. I'll put a link to this in the notes. Axios has a piece that kind of just breaks it down really simply. Employers like Coinbase, Redfin, Twitter and a batch of startups are rescinding job offers they've made to people. So that you've got a job offer. Imagine Can you do that? Is that legal? Well, I guess. I didn't think that was legal. A couple of them, like I think Coinbase and Twitter, are giving them severance packages at least with the re- with the rescinding of the offer. I thought you had to hire them and then fire them and then give them severance. Well, whatever, but okay. It's happening. It seems to be happening. Yeah. Their justification is that this is better than doing layoffs in the company. That if they can rescind job offers without having to do layoffs, that's better for the company. That's literally their justification. And there may be some truth to that. And then some of them say, you know, we were over hiring and now we just have to hit the brakes on that and just kind of slow it down. I think the most public one was Elon Musk a couple of weeks ago said he felt, quote, super bad about the economy. And uh, so they're laying off 10% of their uh, non-hourly staff. I also feel super bad. I mean, he's right, though, right? We like to make fun of Elon's, let's say, idiosyncratic way of phrasing things, but he's not wrong in this case. I want to play a clip for you. It's like a minute, not even, it's, it's just under a minute. There's this, uh, this analysis group that has set up like this Slack chat with like 300 different, I don't know, it's hundreds of different businesses where they talk about what they're doing hiring wise. So this is him commenting on the trends they've been observing in that chat. We run a live conversation with about 650 institutional investors in 30 countries, so buy side, hedge funds, mutual funds, pension funds. In the last 10 days, the conversation in the chat um, has been pretty disturbing around explosive rescindings. In other words, if you're a young person in the Valley uh, that works for any one of these private or public tech companies, uh, we're seeing the largest explosion in rescinding job offers, rescinded, that uh, we've seen since the dot-com bust. And this is a phenomenal leading indicator for jobs. I th- we think in the Bear Trap Support, we think the jobs by September go into the negative column in terms of the non-farm payrolls. I mean, we're just an explosive kind of pullback in job creation, and also that's going to lead to job cuts. 
explosive pullback in job creation. That's that's a pretty dramatic statement. So I, I guess I just feel like everybody should probably just hunker down and and try to, you know, this does have a lot of a lot of echoes of the dot com crash. Financially, the majority of my business, I don't mind being open with the very few listeners we have. Yikes, it's a lot of people. I'm sorry. Holy shit. The consulting side of the business, I have been getting warnings from folks that, you know, things are getting tighter, man. We might not be able to keep up this commitment. And ironically, for me, that's meant the Alice licensing side. People are more interested in a kind of a productized service. Does that make sense? Like a like a. I won't say SaaS because I know that implies things that I don't want to be accused of lying. It's not a SaaS. It requires a hand installation still, which... Something new almost. Well, I I, I want to phrase this without being too doom and gloom, right? So I'm trying to be a little careful. Everybody is suffering from inflation. And I know this is a very American perspective. But, I mean, it's funny. I've been trying to hire people. I have now stopped hiring so it, I, I don't I, I want to avoid gloating here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that you and I were right <laughs> and that these inflated wages for people with no experience in dev are going to crater in the next year, 18 months. Yeah, we will see. I, th- I was reading into this, trying to figure out, get, trying to just get more context try to broaden my understanding because I feel like I'm really going to school right now during all of this. And it really seems like small businesses get hit absolutely the hardest. And that's where we're seeing the biggest change in employment trends. We're seeing the biggest change in lending, you know, resending job offers. We're seeing the biggest hits to small businesses, even more so in small tech businesses. It's even worse. The situation is the most dramatic in small tech businesses. Well, guess what you and I are? You know, so I think that's why we saw it. We, you know, the, we were getting hit first. Well, I mean, for me, I know people get mad, whatever, whatever, but the numbers just didn't add up for me on what the wages that were being asked were and what I could bill and knowing the pressures that my customers are under. I don't know. I think this is kind of the tippy toe, right? This is the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, of what I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to stand by my original prediction. I think we're headed for a, a, I'm I'm sorry. I wish we weren't, but I I honestly think we're headed for a bloodbath. It could be. Here's my thinking: is I think that's a scenario that is getting more and more and more likely as time goes on. And I think the situation that we find ourselves in is until the macroeconomic situation changes, and that is the Fed is going to steadily increase interest rates with every monthly meeting. And that's going to continue to put more and more and more pressure on the entire financial system. The question is, is how long that can continue? Does it continue? It can continue. Chris, you got to think about the small business owner, not me, not you, but who's taking these cabbage, not to call out anyone firm, but these cabbage, these on deck, these, you know, credit card processing loans. You're, and so they don't. So people who don't know, they don't loan to businesses like Chris and I. They loan to like bars that have a lot of, you know, you have to have a lot of like small credit card transactions. What they do is they basically buy the right to your first, what is it, like the first, you know, 80% of your first 10,000. It's crazy. My cousin used to own a bar. He did one of those. It's nuts. Those are the guys who are going to get hit. But that's going to have a ripple on effect for tech. 
the, you you can't say it's just tech is my point it's not yeah, just tech it will it's spread. not just you're real right. estate yes yes every you know bugger thy neighbor if you're you know your 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 neighbor down the road who owns a bar is struggling because it turns out that the guys at the steel mill got laid off and they don't want to go buy beer after work there's a lot of second order effects Right. Exactly. It's second, third, fourth order. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe, again, I know I'm very negative. That's what makes it so complex. And I think that's where I was going is it's kind of like, depending on how long this macro situation remains the same and how long the Fed re- remains on this policy, depending on how long that takes, the more and more it spreads and the harder and harder it gets. Right now, it's kind of contained to small businesses and especially small tech businesses, but not all small, like Twitter and Coinbase are certainly large companies, Tesla. It's growing. And the longer they maintain this policy, the bigger the effect will get, the deeper the recession gets, the wider it spreads. Now, what's interesting, Mike, is like I said, I've, I've really been going to school on this kind of stuff. And I found it fascinating how there's a lot of similarities to the inflation situation in the late 70s and the early 1980s. And the, the way that affected the economy, the way that affected interest rates, the way the Fed tried to respond back then. And so I, I have a link in the show notes to about a nine-minute YouTube video by Professor Milton Friedman from 1980. And it's a beauty because it breaks down the last inflation cycle. And what I love about it is it goes kind of all the way back to the gold rush to the early 80s and kind of demonstrates in a really kind of slick, intelligent way. But because it's so old, it's disconnected from all the modern politics. So it doesn't really, it doesn't have like trigger phrases in there. It, It really is just kind of clinical in a way. And it's super retro. I have like a 30-second clip, but the, the whole thing is worth watching. And it explains how this is, an, is a cyclical cycle, and we're just in this phase of the cycle right now. It won't be for forever, but it's going to be for a bit. The fact is that most people enjoy the early stages of the inflationary process. Britain, in the swinging 60s, there was plenty of money around. Business was brisk, jobs were plentiful, and prices had not yet taken off. Everybody seemed happy at first. But by the early 70s, as the good times rolled along, prices started to rise more and more rapidly. Soon, some of these people were going to lose their jobs. The party was coming to an end. The story is much the same in the United States, only the process started a little later. We've had one inflationary party after another, yet we still can't seem to avoid them. And it's just kind of cyclical. Uh, And we're kind of repeating a lot of the mistakes or the choices we had to make back then. We have a supply chain shortage. We had an oil shortage back then. So as long as this overall situation remains, as long as all this pressure on all these industries remains, the hiring market's going to be tricky. Now, the, the reality is we've never seen anything like this in history before because we have a lot of job reopenings from the lockdowns. So there's still a good amount of hiring happening in some sectors. So it's a really kind of it's a really kind of new mix of problems. But I will have a link to that full video. See what I'm concerned about and not to get too unfiltered here is uh, that it's not just going to be bad per se, like straight up, like you can't get a job. I think it's going to be good ish 
but unstable, meaning you get a job, but in 60 days you might get laid off or you're going to get a job, but your job is like contingent work, like part-time work, stuff like that. I can see a lot of rolling policies and changes kind of moving quick as businesses try to adapt. I'm just going to say, and maybe I'm defending us too much a little bit here, it is not the small businessman who did this to anybody. (laughs) No. No, I can tell you, I I can't speak for Chris, but, you know, Mike... I have personally taken a few hits for some employees to keep people. Things are, you know, it's been like six years since I've ever had someone default on me in terms of like not paying their bill. I just did. Things are getting crazy out there. And it's, it's uh, honestly like I was doing a big expansion. I talked about going back to the office. That's all gone. It's the next, I would say two to three years are, you know, not like desperate survival, but they're just hold it in, keep trucking. If an opportunity prevents itself, take it. But don't, you know, no more $40,000 Windows phone bets. That's, by the way, Satya, where's my money? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good time. (laughs) It'd be a great time. (laughs) I follow you. Um, I don't, I don't consider this a panic either. I think it's, it's a shift in the environment and uh, we'll see. You know, I am concerned that it's going to leave people unable to support the production of the shows as much. And I'm worried that it's going to leave sponsors with a less flexible sponsorship budget. But yeah, I I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. We'll figure it out. God damn it, Chris. More ropes. We need ropes. The people demand ropes. Of course, the supply chain is sort of still in shambles, but they do. I've been thinking about it. No, no. We're going to give them robe kits. We're going to give them some black fiber. How about how about a robe NFT? It's like a token for a robe, a fractional robe token. Dude, we've talked about this. How about, you know what, show's over, we're calling Zuck, we're going to get to the robe in the metaverse. <laughs> there you go. What's Cheryl Sandberg doing? Cause she, she, she gotta... Yeah, she's, I think she's looking for a new gig, right? Bring her on board. Yeah, Senator. Yeah. Tailscale.com yeah. slash coder. Go there to get a free personal account for up to 20 devices. And of course, this is a great way to support the show. Tailscale is a zero config VPN. You can get it installed on your device in minutes, whatever the device is. Figures out the firewall stuff, figures out NAT stuff, like a boss, I'll add. And then your devices connect directly to each other using WireGuard's noise encryption protocol. It doesn't get any better than that. It literally doesn't get any better than that. TailScale is an example of an application and a service I really hoped we'd see built on top of WireGuard. It was one of the reasons why we covered WireGuard so extensively in some of our shows. Because there was an opportunity for something like this. And now TailScale's come along. And they've just completely changed the way I view VPNs now. And everybody who's tried it out, and our audience is figuring it out quick, and everybody raves about it that tries it. It's so much more sturdy. It figures out the routing so much better. It handles DNS intelligently. It works on all your devices. I'm serious. If if you've got like five minutes to set aside, you could probably get it going on five devices. It's like a minute per device. It's ridiculous. It's so quick to get it set up. And for me now, I've got all my devices on one flat network with stable IP addresses. So like, it's funny, sometimes their IP address will change on my local land, but their tail scale IP, I keep, that's the same, you know, <laughs> my laptop's tail scale IP, it's always the same. I have it running on my VMs, I have it running on my VPSs, I have it running on my Raspberry Pis. It makes it so easy to just get to those web dashboards and grab that data securely or even play a land game. It's a lot of fun. If you work in a business and you've got like a single sign-on system with two-factor, tail scale works great with that too. So go try it for yourself for free up to 20 devices and support the show. 
Go to tailscale.com slash coder. All right, well, let's pick the mood back up. We do have a couple of more boosts. We, this is an extra recording, so there hasn't been much time. Boost! But uh, Tacky99 boosted in two days ago with 1,000 sats. With the price of gas going crazy, do you think we'll see another round of work from home? I'm considering it. So if you had a, a staffer that joined you and, or was working for you right now and said, uh, hey, gas is getting too expensive and I got to start working from home, I can't come into the office every day, how would you respond to that? Uh, unfair question, because I totally folded. Everybody works from home now. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, say you just got this office, like, you know, future cast, you get this office, everybody starts driving there, you decided to go forward with it, but gas keeps going up. Actually, you guys don't have it that bad in Florida. I was just looking at the prices. You don't have it anywhere nearly as bad as we do. I'm sorry. We don't have it that bad? Yeah. What are you paying? Uh, $6. We just hit about $6 over here a gallon. Me, where do you live? The Soviet Republic of Washington State? The West Coast, the West Coast is literally the most expensive. At least it's not California, I tell myself. But if you look at AAA gas prices and you look at their map of Yeah, I uh, I, I paid I I got today. I paid 480. <laughs> I know. You're in like the cheap area. I'm looking at it. That's cheap? What are yeah, you nuts? Dude. When I yeah. started driving, gas was like a buck 80. Oh, man, for a, just a brief moment in time when Junior was in office and I was driving, Gas was under a buck just for a brief moment in time. So, yeah. Can we all just pour one out for W? If you go, so folks at home, if you go to gasprices.aaa.com. What, what, what am I looking at right this now? This is AAA gas prices. So it's gas. 555 effectively? Yeah, yep. Yeah. In my county, it's 594. I've seen what six. Dude. Yeah. I thought you lived right near Alaska. <laughs> I heard you could see Russia from your friend's house. Yeah, no, that's your other friend, Palin. Yeah, but like I said, just be glad you're not in California because there's places where it's seven bucks a gallon, six bucks a gallon in California now. And I just want to say that Ron DeSantis. Is he going to lower gas prices? Oh, he's really pissed off about the books of my kid's school. I don't, I don't understand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is true. Back on task. Say you got this office. You finally got this office again after the pandemic and everything. And then somebody says, although if I'm in Washington state, I'm pretty sure I can't afford this office, but keep going. Yeah. No kidding, dude. This That's a lot of money. You'd have to let them, right? You'd have to let them work from home someday. I'm going to derail you again. Lady Jupes, is that diesel? No, thank God. It's gas. Thank God. Jeez. Diesel's even worse. Because diesel down here is crazy. Diesel's like, although I, I don't know, relative to what oh God knows where it's Washington. Yeah, no, it's crazy here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Go on. So if I got this office. You'd have to, right? You'd ha Especially if you're in the West Coast. Yeah. It's unaffordable, right? Either you'd have to subsidize them, raise their wages or do something. It's unaffordable. So I think, I think Tacky might be onto something here. I think this could be another work from home boom. If I was a, you know, small businessman whose business was commercial real estate, I would be making lots of deals right now. Right. I would not be playing hardball because don't want to talk about it right now, but I've been talking to a small startup that does um, development automation or not automation, but development assistance and collaboration software for remote teams on Mac and Linux. Ironically, not Windows, which I guess kind of makes sense. In what world is business not using Windows? I need to travel to this reality. They say they're working on Windows, but Mac is, so Mac is production ready. Linux is like, do you want to be a trailblazer? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> if this stuff works, we're going to be doing a month pilot. I actually don't think there's a real reason for, for the office. I may eliminate my existing space. Wow. 
which my landlord is a very aggressive, very gun-toting southern gentleman, so that should be fun. Does he have a mustache that he twirls? He doesn't, but he's really, really mad about, quote, all the millennials who don't think they need an office. <laughs> Half the building is now vacant because people have defaulted or got out of business. Maybe maybe he's the common thread. Did he think of that ever? Right, and I tried to make a deal with him, like, yo, man, I'm kind of with you. I want to make a deal, but you're not getting $22 a square foot. So let's, let's, uh, maybe like 10. And he was like, you're insane. And I said, cool. Good luck with that. Yeah, really. And that's how that conversation ended. Ask not what your podcast can boost for you, but what you can boost for your podcast. Curled 37 boosted in three days ago with 2000 sats. Our last boost today said, did Mike drop a bomb and never follow up? I could have sworn he said he was getting married. Did that happen? Is a congrats boost in order? I am getting married on October the 21st. An October wedding. Nice. That's probably wonderful down there. Yep. Her name her name's Mariah. She's in fact, if you follow my Twitter, you've seen you may have seen a picture of her and I together today. For the birthday. Good lady. So and uh, as a step parent, because this is Coda Radio is really a dad therapy session, right? Let's sell this. Is now. <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even talk about computers anymore. Um, I'm stepping right up to the plate with a 14 year old stepdaughter. Oh, because boy. When, you, when you're when you're going to do it, you just go for it. You just go. Oh. It's great. Well, she's, she's actually great. Fun. The, yeah. the only thing I don't like about my stepdaughter, she doesn't listen to the show, is TikTok. I do not understand TikTok. Oh, yeah. I know. Can someone explain the allure of TikTok to me? She shows me TikToks and I'm like, oh, well, I guess that young woman is a talented dancer, kind of. Why was that 10 seconds long? <laughs> like, if you're going to dance, like if you're going to have a song, why would you not dance to the full song? You don't need to. You know, it's TikTok. You get the idea. Well, why don't we do TikTok? It, it could just be me cursing at people I employ for like 10 seconds. Or like refusing to fill out the tax forms, which is a more common problem than you think. We'd be proper influencers. Don't you want to be an influencer? I want to be an influencer. Come on, we could influence things. I mean, does that get me more money? Because I, I like money. Yeah, you get influencer uh, sponsorships so you can influence people to buy their projects. and, and probably Would that be- get me a robe in blue? Blue robe? Blue robe. That's a good, blue that. Hmm. Blue robe. We got a couple of thank you boosts, 500 sats from JT and 3690 sats from Cos Peatland. They just, they just said thanks. So you know what? I say thanks to them. If you'd like to send us a boost, go get a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com. Or you can use the Breeze app at breez.technology and you don't have to switch podcast apps. But, you know, we're going to do, uh, I think that's just, we're going to kind of wrap it up a little early so you can go celebrate your birthday. Sure. I don't care. And, be, and we just recorded. So we uh, we got if you didn't hear your feedback or your boost in this episode, be sure you caught last week's episode because I tried to spread them out uh, between the two shows. And if you're a Coder QA member, we got some new features in the future that we're working on for you. You can go sign up at CoderQA.co. That's the membership for this show. You get an ad free version of the show soon, a live version of the show. But also it's just a nice way to support the show and keep us going. Let's see. Should we send anybody anywhere special for your uh, gosh darn birthday? You got any uh, special wishes? Yeah, you know what? Give uh, you know, don't don't do anything for my birthday. If you want to do something, go give like a buck to the Covenant House or Saint Jude or something. That's it. You can you could write in there. Uh, this is from Mike, remotely or something like that, right? Like, uh, 
Uh, don't even do that. <laughs> Say it's from Jar Jar. Jar Jar is a f- angel. Yeah. We almost made it without him coming up for the whole episode. You were you were this close. You were like right there. All right. Well, the uh, the old podcast is at coder.show. Links for what we talked about today, coder.show slash 471, like that YouTube video. You can watch the live versions over at jupiter.tube. We stream live on Mondays, usually, but we will not be live next Monday. Well, actually, wait, no, yes, we will. Oh, man, by the time you're hearing this, we're back. You time-traveling sneaky? Yeah. No, we're, we're live next Monday. The following Monday, I'm gone. Right. Wait, no, I'll, well, we'll figure it out. But either way, there'll be a show in the feed. I think we this up, but it's great. It's fine. <laughs> there are excess there'll shows. There'll still be it's a show, great. yeah. It's still going to be fine. But either way, if you just subscribe, you get it. But Jupiter.tube has it live, if it's live. By the way, we need to do it quarterly. But I know, I know. That'll happen, though. It'll happen. Thursday. Thursday All does good time. exist. All right. See you back here soon, probably. <laughs>